Anything for Jesus, right? Anything for Jesus. And today we're going to be talking about mediocre, the word mediocre. And if you can look in your bulletin, we're actually talking about rising up and how we can live a life more than a mediocre life. See, God calls us to live a certain kind of lifestyle and not to be perfectionists or not to be people who show off or people who uh, just do things to look good, but we're going to learn how He causes us to rise up to become more and more like Him. When I was a teenager, I had this one job that uh, it was at a department store, and the boss instructed me to put all the towels away. There was this whole bunch of towels that, you know, when we go shopping and we're looking for different things, we just pull them out and look around and then we put them back or some of you fold them as best as possible and put them back. Well, I had to rearrange everything and then put all of these towels in their cubby holes and on the shelf. But because of laziness, I thought, I'm not going to fold all these towels. You know what? There's hundreds of towels. I know what I'll do. I'll take all the towels off of the shelf And then I'll just put everything back and throw them on the shelf and then fold the front rows all good. And so I did that and the boss was impressed. He said, wow, you're the quickest who has ever set this up. And that was, was, you're the fastest. Then I said, well, thank you. And he said, so so what was your trick? And I, I said, well, I just, you know, did things as best as I could do them. And so he said, really? So, well, how did you fold them? And uh, he said, let me take a look. I said, no, you don't need to. He said, no, I just want to see how it was. And I'm like, no, you don't want to look. And so he took off the front row and he saw all the back ones all smooshed in. And then he looked at me and he said, what is this? And I said, well, nobody's going to see. You know, if if they're going to see the front, they're going to shop, they're going to buy those ones. And who cares about what the back looks like? He said, okay, well, you should do a better job than that. Now, I got fired eventually. You know, it wasn't my fault. You know, I don't know about these guys. But I thought, we can do things like that. We can, we can hide things behind the scenes and make the front side look good. But really, on the inside, everything's a mess. And if we look at our lives, many of us live life that way. On the inside, it's a mess. But, oh, we try to make everything on the outside look good. Well, God wants us to rise up, so so not that we have everything on the outside looking good, but that He works on the inside first, because that's where a spirit of excellence is built. It's always on the inside. In your bulletin, there's some notes that you can take out and follow along. I mean, God calls us to live a life that is, is of excellence. It's so that we can please Him from the inside out. Not put on a veneer exterior while everything beneath the surface is a mess. He calls us to rise up. And instead of living a life of mediocrity, he calls us to live a life of excellence. In other words, the, the spirit of excellence is, is interior. It starts from the inside, the way God works. The world's way is on the outside. That you do everything based on performance and it's exterior. And if you do well, then people will applaud you. But if you don't do well, then they'll push you on the side. That's the way the world works. And many of us are built like that because we grow up in the world. And so we think we have to do everything on the exterior, never focusing on anything that's going on on the inside. But God says, no, no, that's not how I wired you up. I wired you up from the inside out that you're going to develop this spirit of excellence from the inside out 
because that's how you're supposed to operate. That's how you're supposed to live. Now, we can all rise up with a spirit of excellence in spite of our circumstances, in spite of who we are, uh, where we are in life, our age, our duties, our position, our, our finances. We can all rise up with a spirit of excellence. And we're going to put together some actions that God says regarding this spirit of excellence and how he doesn't want us to live a life of mediocrity. 2 Corinthians 13.5, and it's in your notes, or it'll be up here on the screen. It, it says to examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. And then it says, test yourselves. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. And the Bible says to examine yourself. You know what that tells me? No one else is responsible to check what's going on on the inside. It's no one's responsibility but mine. We need to test ourselves. And this scripture, it was actually from Paul who birthed the church in Corinth. And he wrote this letter to the Corinthians telling them, you got to test yourself. you got to look at what's on the inside because they were being deceived by outside doctrines. They were being deceived by false teaching. They were being deceived by what other beliefs that were out there. They were being deceived. And he said, no, you need to test yourself. You need to look at what's happening on the inside. And he's saying to them, are you being deceived by other people, your own opinion, or maybe even another's belief system other than the Word of God? And we have so many different beliefs out there. And sometimes we think to ourselves, I don't even know what to believe, so I just won't believe anything. Or I'll just go with the flow. Paul says, test yourself to see if your faith is genuine. And this word test refers to trying metals by the powerful action of heat. That's how they tested the metals. And the heat of trials really test our faith and our character in Jesus Christ. It really tests us. When you come across opposition, it's going to test your faith in the Lord. And the best way to test or prove our spirit is to subject it to the various duties and responsibilities that we have. That's how we test them. All the different responsibilities we have, all the different obstacles we come against, it tests our faith in Jesus. When somebody cuts you off on the road, it's going to test your character. It's going to test your vocabulary system. And what kind of vocabulary is on the inside? It's going to come out. When those things happen, it tests you. If you're playing sports and, and something happens and you disagree, it's going to test you. And the Bible is saying it's going to test what's on the inside before anything on the outside. Because God sees what's happening on the inside. If I wanted to know how an uh, axe works... If an axe is sharp enough to cut down some trees, I can sit down and study the metals and the properties of the metals. I can study how sharp it is and, and measure the blade. I can check the axe handle to see if it's strong. I can even sit down and look at it and talk to the axe to make sure that that axe knows that it's an axe. I can do that. I can sit there for days, but not until I swing the axe and hit that tree will I understand that the axe works. If you do cut down a tree, make sure it's for good use and you're going to plant another tree. Just saying. If you never test the axe, you will never know the genuine quality of it. If we never test ourselves or our faith, we will never know if we have a genuine faith in Jesus Christ. And when the Bible says to test yourself, it comes across and comes with those heatful moments 
It's not going to always be smooth in life. We're going to hit those testing times. So we want to look at how we can sharpen our, our spirit so that we don't settle for anything less than the spirit that God has given to us and that capacity to excel and not be dulled by the corrosion of the world, not be dulled by the, the hits that we take in the world or just everyday life, but how we can continue to sharpen our spirit my son Jordan and I, we were fixing something in his closet and we were trying to put up some uh, poles that you can hang your clothes on. So we had to drill like a, a, a one inch or inch and a half hole through this three-quarter pine shelving. And so he got the drill bit and he's drilling this thing and taking forever. And he's trying and he's in an awkward position. And so you know when you're trying to drill something and it's in an awkward position, there's not much strength to it. And so he's trying and smoke is coming out it's beginning to smoke up the room and it's not doing much. And he's trying. I'm saying, Jordan, you have to press it hard. He said, I'm trying. I said, you got to press harder. He said, I am. And so he kept pressing, 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 pressing and long time. And finally it broke through. But when it came through, it busted up the other side. So the, the hole was, uh, the edge was, was not smooth and some of the pieces of the wood fell off and little bits and pieces were hanging. And I looked at that and I thought, okay, something's wrong, definitely. And we checked the bit. The bit was rusted, corroded, and dull. And so I said, go get, the, go get another one. Go get a new one. So he got a new one. A couple seconds, it went through. No smoke in the room and with little strength. And he reminded me that when we sharpen our spirits in the Lord, it's not going to be our strength. Really, it's going to be less of our strength and more of his and we'll be able to persevere through even the worst and difficult circumstances. He calls us to rise up. And how do we do that? How do we become people who, who rise up and have this spirit of excellence? Well, here are some things that we're going to go through. And the first thing you can write this in is don't settle for a spirit, for a mediocre spirit. Don't settle for a, for a mediocre spirit, a spirit of just good, uh, okay quality. That you're just average in your spirit. Now think about the areas that, that affect your life or the things that you do, uh, maybe a hobby of some sort or maybe your career or your job or the position that you're in in a company or maybe where you work or as a husband or a wife, a father, a mother or a child, a student. Just think about that, that spirit that God has given to you. I don't think any of us want to settle for mediocrity. I don't think any of us has it in us to just say, I just want to be average. I just, I just want to be like the lowest person on the totem pole. I want to go to work and be the worst worker there. I want the boss to nominate me for the worst employee of the month. I wish I had that plaque. I don't think they're giving out those plaques. I think it's inside of us to say, I want to do the very best that I can because God has given us that spirit. Now, there's going to be days where you feel down or lethargic or lazy or tired or you'll have no motivation to do anything. This is different than having a mediocre spirit. We'll have days like that. The question is not if we'll have days like that. The question is, am I letting my mood, my feelings, or current circumstances or the current condition of my life affect my spirit? Am I letting my mood, my feelings, or current condition in life affect my spirit? Do I let it affect my attitude? Do I let it affect my faith in God? 
Did you know that you know your relationship with God better than anyone else? We should know ourselves and our relationship with God more than any subject matter. We can know ourselves well in a sport or a hobby, and we can know we're good at certain things or we can do certain things well. But our relationship with God, we should know ourselves better with our relationship with God than any other subject matter. When the Bible says that Jesus Christ is among you, if not, you have failed the test of genuine faith, it means that I'm able to know my character, my principles, and my values in God and my love for God. Romans 8.10, it says, If Christ is in you, that's for those who have said yes to Jesus Christ, that he's your Lord and Savior. It says, If Christ is in you, though the body is dead, yet because of sin, oh, because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Now, not all of us can live a life, well, I don't think anybody can, live a life that's perfect. And we'll get confused with, okay, I got to be righteous. That means I have to be perfect. No, that's not what the Bible is saying. Righteousness can only come from God. And so when we don't settle for a, a mediocre spirit, what we're saying is, okay, I need your spirit then so that I can live a life of righteousness. That's what brings my spirit alive. You know when you hear a song, a certain song, it can bring you to, like, alive and if you're listening to the song alone, you dance and you go off. Music has, that, has a tendency to do that. Who do you think created our bodies to respond to music? God created us that way. See, it's His Spirit that's alive in us. That's how we come alive. It's Christ who should influence us more than anything else. He's the one that makes us alive, giving us a spirit of excellence, not a spirit that's mediocre. I was visiting this one restaurant, and I was noticing that this person serving us uh, just had a different spirit. And, and that person was alive and, and would greet people. And, and when that person would take the order, it was just done in an excellent way. And so they took our order, and uh, we were done. Then asked for the person's name, and I said, you know, I just want to let you know that you are good at what you do. That I am so thankful that you serve people this well. And I just want to let you know, good job, that you definitely are serving with a spirit of excellence. And then jokingly, he said, yeah, I got to because I got to make up for these guys. <laughs> but let me tell you, when you serve with a spirit of excellence in what God has called you to do, people will notice they may never tell you, but if you listen to the voice of God, he will tell you. Let me encourage all of us in every area in our lives, whatever we do, whether in school, sports, uh, construction, uh, accounting, uh, whether you teach kids or, or you, you do physical therapy or you're a doctor or a lawyer, everything we do, do it with excellence. Everything. That we don't take shortcuts. We don't just shove everything in the back, make the front look good. We do everything with excellence. Why? Because God gave us a spirit of excellence. When I was looking at this rising up and us becoming the people that God made us to be and, and being a, a person of excellence, it reminded me of Daniel in the Bible. 
We know him as Daniel in the lion's den. Remember, he was in the lion's den, and, and God saved him from that. And the king came over, and he said, hey, Daniel, are you still alive? He said, yep, my God saved me. And the, the king said, okay, let's get this guy out. I thought, you know, this guy, Daniel, there was something different about him. And the Bible says that he had an extraordinary spirit. It was a different kind of spirit. It says in Daniel 6, 3, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. Note we can learn from Daniel in the spirit of excellence that the spirit of excellence is not found on the outside. This spirit of excellence was found in Daniel. It's going to be on the inside. We can do our very best to perform, but after a while, somebody else will do a better job. Someone will be more qualified, and the ranking system will push you out. But a spirit of excellence, you'll always be number one in God's sight. Rise up. Have that spirit of excellence. In other words, in this bullet under number that point, do everything with a heart of excellence. Start with the heart. Do everything with a heart of excellence. Yes, we can build our skills, but if we don't build our heart, our skills will only take us so far. Do everything we do with a heart of excellence at work, at home, in ministry, in school. Now, you might be thinking, okay, why should I do this? What's the point? Why should I do things with excellence or have this heart of excellence? What's, what's so grand about that? Why can't I just be good at something and, and, and have everything on the outside? And why can't I just build my skills so that it's better than somebody else? Well, did you know that if you believe that there's a God and that His Spirit is alive and well, that His Spirit is also an excellent Spirit. We, we serve, we live, and we do things with a heart of excellence because we have a God who has a Spirit of excellence. Psalm 8, 9, it says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is Your name in all the earth. It's going to be through you and I. How excellent is His name in all the earth. He's called us to live His Spirit in all this earth. You can be at work and do a mediocre job, and then someone says, oh, so how come you work like that? Oh, because I serve God. Really? Yeah, you know, I, uh, I don't need to do everything well because my God loves me. I mean, it kind of contradicts the nature of God. Think about God when He created everything. He created everything with excellence. That's why we're amazed at the solar system, at the galaxies that we can now see with these wonderful telescopes that have been invented. That's why we're amazed at physics and we're amazed at mathematics. We're amazed at, at construction and architecture. We're amazed at all these things because he's the master of these things. When people visit Hawaii and they see snow on the mountain, they're amazed. Maybe because there's snow in Hawaii, but God did that. He created that. He's the master designer. Don't settle for a mediocre spirit. How do I, how do, how can my spirit become excellent? How does that happen? Do I just say, okay, I'm not going to settle for a mediocre spirit. Does this mean I do everything with perfection? No, a spirit of excellence doesn't begin with the exterior quality of life. It really begins with the interior quality of my spirit. So number two, you can write this in, to grow my spirit 1% at a time. 
Grow it 1% at a time. See, the world works in this way. The world works like this. Build your skills so others can see. When you prove yourself, then you show you are doing things with excellence. That's how the world works. That's how it operates. But God's way builds from the inside for Him to see. That's the quality He's looking for. When you're doing everything with all your heart for God, when you're showing God that you are doing things with the spirit of excellence, He empowers you to continue to excel still more. When it came to Daniel, where was the spirit of excellence found? Was it around him? Was it in everything else? No, it was in him. Daniel continued to grow daily, just a little bit at a time. Why? Because God gave him that spirit. It's found inside of us. The Bible tells us to watch and pray in Mark 14, 38. Lest you enter into temptation... And it says that the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. It's like coming to church. When you're dead tired on Sunday mornings, your flesh will say, just sleep in. You can come second service. Oh, just sleep in. You can come third service. And if you miss that, just sleep in. You can catch it online. <laughs> Our flesh is weak. But the spirit is saying, I don't care what you say, flesh. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do what God has called me to do because you've given me an excellent spirit. The flesh will always be weak. It's the spirit that is willing. And if the spirit is willing, then it will also be willing to grow. The spirit is willing to grow. The spirit is willing to be strengthened, to endure through hardship. The spirit is willing to go that extra mile to strive for excellence. It's the flesh that is weak. Just grow 1% at a time. We would go to this gym after school in high school, and that's where you could, you know, uh, go through strength training and, and lift weights. And so we'd go there, and, and the, the strength training coach, he would say, okay, I'm going to teach you technique and how to, how to lift weights and do it correctly, the proper form. And so he lifted this one, he bench pressed a certain amount, and we thought, we can't do that. And so we went on the bench, and we could not bench press whatever he put up there. And so he said... After a while, you'll be able to do that. And we said, no way. But he did. He trained us, strengthened us, and then we could eventually lift what we couldn't in the beginning. All he did was start with a little and then worked our way up. That's all God asks for. You don't have to memorize the Bible. You don't have to, you know, have perfect attendance in church. You don't have to do the religious things. You don't have to pray in an eloquent way. You got to remember, he's your father. He's your dad. You don't come to your dad with such eloquence and say, Father, uh, behold. <laughs> you, you just come to your dad and say, Dad, I'm hungry. I like to eat. Dad, you get dollar. I don't know if you're going to buy a dollar. But that's how we come to God. It's, it's with a relational kind of approach. And what the Bible is saying is God is looking at just 1% at a time. That at least you're saying to God, I just want to grow in my spirit just a little bit at a time. When difficult times come or challenges come or we encounter various trials and, or temptations, it's our opportunity to put into practice what we've been learning from the Lord. And that's where we grow in our spirit of excellence. Without those trials, like how our muscles are, without those trials and that strength that's required, we will not grow 1%. 
But God says, no, these tests come your way. That's why he says, test yourself. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. See, it's the test that we go through that will help my growth. 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. That's what he's building. He's building our spirit. It's going from glory to glory, just a little bit at a time, just 1%. You make a mistake, learn from it. You make a decision that wasn't the best decision, you learn from it. You keep growing in your spirit. Don't let other people put you down or you put yourself down. Don't stay in the past. Move forward. Learn from it. Grow 1% at a time. Rise up. God called you to rise up. He's given you a spirit of excellence. See, we're being transformed. We're growing little by little. But it's from the Lord that we're growing. It's his spirit. Listen, it's our spirit that will grow. And it's our spirit that grows before excellence shows. That must grow because that is the center part of our whole being. It's our spirit, the heart to know God. The third thing, and I think this helps all of us, is to take responsibility for what God entrusts me with. God wouldn't entrust you with something that he wouldn't empower you to be responsible for. You may look at your life and say, oh boy, I'm in this situation or this came my way, I'm dealing with this. God will not allow anything to come into your life that he would never equip you to overcome or to take responsibility for. You may feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm doing a good job as a husband or a wife or a a parent or a teenager or in school. No, God gave you an area to be responsible for because he knows that he can empower you to take care of that responsibility. God does that. He's entrusted us with children. He's entrusted us as a parent. Don't be mediocre as a parent. Allow God to work in your spirit so that you can parent with excellence. When you're at work, work with excellence. Don't just do the job, punch in and punch out. Do your job with excellence. When you're in school, study with excellence. Take notes with excellence. Otherwise, you won't be able to read your own notes when you go home. (laughs) Do it with excellence. Whatever you put your hands to, do it with excellence. Whatever responsibility God has given to you, do it with excellence. Even if you're in ministry or a worship leader or or someone who serves in the ministry, do it with excellence. When you volunteer, volunteer with excellence. If you're on staff here, do everything with excellence. If you're on the council, council with excellence because God gave us a spirit of excellence. Most of the times what happens is we'll compare ourselves to other people and that will bring our spirit down because we'll look for somebody else that is better than us and we'll say, oh, I'm not as good. But God is saying, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to take responsibility in your area for your own actions. And when you do, God will cause the growth to happen where we can rise up above mediocrity. 
because we're all responsible for what God has entrusted us with. Look at what Galatians says, Galatians 6, 4 and 5. Each one of us, oh, excuse me, each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Yeah, we're responsible for what God has given to us. We're all entrusted with some type of responsibility. And he's saying, don't, don't look for other people and compare yourself with somebody else. Carry your own responsibility. Test your own actions. And see if your faith is tested Sometimes we feel we deserve more or entitled for certain positions or accolades. That's not a spirit of excellence. That's a spirit of entitlement. We think we're owed something or that God owes me something because I did something for Him. And we think, God, I did this, now you owe me back. Are you kidding me? He gave us His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins so that we could have a relationship with Him. God owes us nothing. He gave us eternal life. He gave us everything. In fact, I think it's our hearts that should say to God, I just want to serve you for all that you do. Some of you might be wondering why you may not be getting a promotion or, or even given a title or position. Can I encourage you in this? Be faithful with where you're at right now. Be faithful with where God called you to serve or work. Be faithful with that. Otherwise, what will happen is if you have this expectancy of, okay, they're, they're going to choose me next, or I'm entitled to that, or I'm supposed to be that, if it doesn't happen, you'll say, fine, then I quit. I'm done. They don't like, use me, fine. They don't like, use my idea, fine, I quit. Okay, they don't like, they don't like my advice, okay, I quit. Do we not serve an excellent God? God never quit on us. I remember there are so many times where I could have said I quit in ministry. I could have said, you know, because of this person, that person, or this person, they said this, they did this, calculated all. I quit. That's what it equals to. I quit. I could do that. Or I could say, Lord, this is a test. You're testing my faith, which means you see something else after that. That means I have to pass this test in order to do this. Many of us want the greater things without doing the lesser things. God says, you won't be able to handle the greater things if you don't do the lesser things and pass the test. The next time we come against that obstacle, that, that, that pressure or, or a letdown or, or someone said something or, or the same answer that, that maybe we've gotten before and it was a no and we tried our very best, learn from it. Don't quit from it. And say, God, what are, you, what are you teaching me? Develop your spirit of excellence because then God, not people, will cause you to excel. And you won't be doing it for the wrong reasons. You won't manipulate people. You won't take shortcuts. You'll say, God, I'm doing this because of you. Luke 16, 8, uh, excuse me, 16, 10, it says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. See, it's, it's being faithful with what God has given to us, to be responsible for what God entrusts to us. It's your life with God. No one else is responsible for your walk. That's mu there's much more inside of us than we think. 
that God sees that no one else may even recognize, but God recognizes it. See, it's really his spirit in us that will cause us to excel and rise up. It's his spirit. That's the only way we can rise up and excel. 1 Thessalonians 4.1, Paul tells the, the church in Thessalonica, he says, Finally then, brethren, we request and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us instruction as how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, and he says this, that you excel still more. You know what Paul is saying? There's no limit to this spirit of excellence. There's no limit to what God can do in your life. There's no limit to what God can, can do through you. There's no limit. You can become the best in Jesus Christ, in God. Not to compare yourself to anyone else, but to please God. You can become the best at what you do and who you are in God. He's the one that says there's no limit to this. You can become the best in me. Because in him, then there's no comparison. In him, there's no, there's no put-downs. He always encourages us. He always loves us. It's always his spirit that causes us to rise up. Here's what the Bible is saying. It'll be the Lord Jesus that you'll be able to excel but not just to do something with a mediocre spirit, but that you would excel still more. Rise up. Never settle for anything less than God's very best. If you're in a relationship right now, don't settle for anything less than God's very best. If you're, if you're dating right now, don't cross your boundaries. Don't settle for anything less than God's very best. As a parent, don't settle for anything less than God's very best as a parent. That we all rise up. As a husband, we rise up. As a wife, you rise up. Don't settle for anything less than God's very best. When you go to school tomorrow, when you go to work, don't settle for anything less than God's very best. Some of you know you can do a much better job. You know you can. But you're afraid because you think other people will say, why are you doing a better job than me? You're trying to show off? Do it in such a way that it's a heart of excellence not to put other people down, but to rise up and lift God up. Amen. And close your Bibles and put away your notes. God has given us a spirit of excellence, not a spirit of mediocrity. And we all can rise up. Encourage each other. When you go home, encourage your children, encourage your family, and we can all be better for God. And when we make mistakes, we learn, we grow 1% at a time, and we let God do the growth. He does a good job at that. We're going to pray, and then we're going to conclude our service this morning. Would you bow your heads with me, and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a God of grace, a God of excellence, a God who sees that we have a spirit inside of us. You put that spirit there. But that spirit is not there to just blend in with the world and blend in with mediocrity, but you call us to rise up, to represent you well, to do things with excellence, but it starts on the inside, not the outside. So I pray for all of us that we would develop this heart of excellence, that we won't settle for anything less than your very best. I pray for, for all the men here, that we would rise up to be the man of God you created us to be in whatever responsibility you've given to us as a husband, as a father, 
maybe as a student, even as a single person, Lord, help us to rise up to be everything you see us to be. Lord, I pray for the women of this church that they would rise up to become everything you see them to be, that they wouldn't settle for anything but your very best, that as wives, as moms, that they would rise up to be the very best, even as single women, that they would be the very best in who you called them to be. Lord, I pray for our children that when they go through struggles or if they're in school right now, that they would rise up to be the best student, not to compare themselves, but to rise up in who you called them to be, that they would do their very best to honor you and represent you well. Give them a spirit of excellence, Lord. And pray for our families, Lord, that we would rise up as families to encourage each other, strengthen each other, be there for each other, that we would rise up. Lord, I pray for anyone here this morning that they don't have this spirit of excellence in them because they've never accepted you as their God of excellence. That maybe they know you and maybe know a little bit about you, but they've never given their hearts to you. And so I pray right now, Lord, for anyone that has never said yes to you, that right now they would rise up with a boldness in their heart to give you their lives in exchange for the one you have for them. If you've never given your heart to Jesus and you've never said yes to God for this relationship with him through Jesus Christ, I'm going to say a prayer and you can say this prayer and, and mean it with all your heart. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean and make me brand new. Give me an excellent spirit. Help me to rise up above mediocrity that I would serve you well. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. for rising from the grave for all of eternity, giving me eternal life. In Jesus' name, with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer for the very first time and you gave your heart to Jesus Christ, I want to pray for you. Could you just lift a hand real quick and I'll just pray over you. And Good, God sees your hand. God sees your hand. God sees yours. In the back there, God sees your hand. He sees your hand. God sees your hand. Good, God sees your hand. He sees your heart. You can put your hands down. Lord, I pray for each person who said yes to you this morning. And that is the best decision that they will ever make in their life. I pray that as they begin their relationship with you, that they would know how close you are to them, how much you love them, that they would live this life according to your standard. And because of our flesh and we go through our our difficult times, that they will never forget you're always by their side. And so I pray your blessing over them. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, Amen. amen. Can we congratulate those that said yes to Jesus this morning?